Welcome everybody to our True Self Talk right after our remote energy session. This was a particularly full session. Thank you all for coming. Many of you might have experienced an energy session for the first time. So we will use this opportunity here for reflecting and sharing and perhaps just motivating you to articulate some of these inner experiences that come forward when we go into this deeper meditation mode. So the only difference between a remote energy session and a meditation is that there are other people on the other side helping us along during the session. So sometimes this means, and um, I don't want to scare you, but sometimes this means we can tune into what you're feeling, what you're seeing. And sometimes it just means us supporting you on the way. This is not a clearing session or uh, a session where we interfere. It's just that we support the field and we read out your guys' energies. So this is also the opportunity for you to inquire about your own energies and what we saw as sort of the deeper unseen energetic processes in your own energy field during the session. And for this, I want to introduce the co-facilitators, um, Cheryl, Becky, Denise, Sheila, and Amanda, who were in this session with me doing the energy work. We do this as a team. So, hey guys, can you say hi real quick and uh, show everyone that you're there? Your mics are open. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> and uh, for someone who's never done a transmission before, who of you remembers this, uh, and now that you're sitting on the other side of it, has a few encouraging words here. Just real quick, what a transmission and a remote energy session really looks like from our point of view, from us energy readers sitting on the other side. This is Sheila. I think I can kind of remember and what I mostly appreciated and felt was the support. And that's the piece that um, was the most comforting, I guess, um, really. And um, so, yeah, looking at it from the other side, that's exactly what it still feels like. So it's kind of neat to, to know that that's what we're kind of doing with the field and providing that. It's kind of like a giving back too, right? Isn't it? Right. Sheila? I mean, like we all on our journey have had uh, people um, living or non-living, you know, could be authors, could be healers, could be um, therapists, could be friends or parents who helped us along, who just supported us, who were there, uh, who listened when we needed to talk. And when we facilitate energy sessions, it's kind of like this. Okay, we listen. All right, and if you speak up, if you ask questions, we answer. We, in this particular energy session, don't write a, a report for every person. This is a public session, so there's too many people to do this for. This is why we do the, the webinar here, the two self-talk right afterwards. But during the talk, you can inquire about your own energies. So for this, I am going to unmute your microphones now. All of you guys, so no worries, you don't have to say anything. I just want you to know that all of your microphones will be 
open whenever you feel like it. So you can chime in at any time. Yeah, so this is about support and what are we supporting here? What is the purpose of this connect with your true self remote energy experience? It's about taking the time and going a little deeper. Some of you come to our daily Skype meditation. So we do this publicly. It's open for everyone. We do public meditations and it might sound funny, obviously, when we meditate, we all have our eyes closed and go a little deeper. Um, usually recommend people to turn off the video for the meditation part. But the the coolest part there is the actually talking about things, verbalizing, articulating inner sensations and feelings, and also sometimes the lesson that we are learning there. So this is similar, except for we don't see each other here right now. Um, but it's for all of us to come together. So reflecting on the session now, how this session felt for you, sort of a first impression, and then we're going to sort of go deeper into it. Felt like we went through some pretty um, heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't an um, easy session, was it now? <laughs> it, it wasn't. Um, and it, it, was some heavy things but there was as the session progressed there was um, more of an, an a self-trust coming up and a mm -hmm. support feeling and a willingness to um, allow ourselves to be safe to feel the heavy stuff yeah i'm glad you're saying this amanda that was a big part of the session and I don't know if you guys all felt this, but there was this part in us. I mean, I didn't expect this session to be this sort of blissy um, type of energy session. We barely ever have blissy energy sessions. In times like this, where we are dealing with a lot of personal and collective aspects, there's a lot going on. And when we go deeper, we, of course, you know, encounter these all these going on okay so this i think i mean that's what you meant with the you know, there was a lot of stuff there was just a lot of stuff and the big part of that was to recognize that there is stuff in us that is holding us back all right and obviously we have the first uh, thing that comes to our mind is yeah it's because and then this part of us that sort of points on the outside right it's because of covid or it's because of the political stuff or it's because of my partner or because of my parents and this is in basically the challenge that we allow that to come forward and to hear ourselves you know just noticing how we are kind of pushing things away and the problem with the true self connection the connection with our authentic self is that if we push aspects of us away then it becomes very difficult for us to decide or to even feel who we truly are. So the unsafer we feel with our environment, and the more we push away, the more of that we push away, the less connected we become within. And that's why 
these true self sessions or any energy session, any meditation really is a lifesaver right now because it's not supposed to bring us the, the fix it all or the, the, the solution for all the big problems. It's supposed to just simply reconnect us with ourselves. And uh, I like how you said this, Amanda. There, there's also some dark stuff in us. And that needs to be looked at, not as in like, oh my God, I don't want to see truth, but as in like, okay, well, let me reflect on it. Let me investigate this. Let me feel into what it actually is that disconnects me. Um, one, one of the things I've learned over the, the years with these sessions is sometimes for myself, I can feel really connected right from the beginning, like to, to source self, to, to true self, to truth. And then other times it seems a whole session will go by and, and I just don't feel the connection. And uh, there has been many times when, when I judged that, when I thought there was something lacking or wrong or whatever, if I couldn't feel connection. Um, and today was a pretty good example of what that feels like. And I got to tell you right now, as I'm talking to you, I'm looking out my bedroom window and there's this incredibly large owl in a tree looking back at me. So when you think that you can't, when I think that I can't feel a connection, then all I need to do is see it from a different perspective. And I got to take a picture of this, but that's cool. But anyway, so that to me feels like what was missing for the last hour. When I get in that spot, I have to not get mental about it. I just have to accept and know that the true self is always here, even when I think I can't feel it. Anyway, that's that's what I was reminded of today. Thank you. Yeah, the, the ment being mental is is linked to the judgment, right? It's this immediate sort of supervision right. or monitoring of of what it is that we are seeing or perceiving and that restricts us. That's what makes it hard because that's how we get stuck in situations or beliefs or, you know, viewpoints. Okay. And I love that, how you said that. Um, I have a good visual of this, of the, of the owl right now. Okay. So by just simply shifting the perspective and saying, okay, I can also look at it from a different point of view and what am I seeing then if I look at myself in that way not in this way where we disconnect and dissociate from ourselves but more from like okay wait a minute what am I even doing here I'm judging what I'm experiencing and yet the purpose of me connecting with myself is to feel myself again so if I can cut this off by judging everything that I'm experiencing. I can no longer really experience myself. And just so you all know, this is a probably the main reason why, in especially in times like this, why it's become so difficult for us to discern truth, because we can no longer feel ourselves fully. And when we cannot feel ourselves fully, we can also not really discern truth anymore. Not from within ourselves, but definitely not on the outside. So all this like seeking 
for solutions from the outside, seeking what we don't get, what we cannot get ourselves from others, is directly linked with judging. There is this part of us that when we are not really standing in our center with it, when we allow it to stand slightly above ourselves or um, too far on the right or too far on the left, no political pun intended here, uh, then our perspective gets skewed and we begin to see only what we can see from that perspective. That's really what judgment does. So the main medicine here, healing frequency that came in for us in this session was to remember to stay non-judgmental about ourselves. We can dislike things about ourselves. We can disagree with uh, our choices. But there is a deeper level of connection with ourselves that we can never judge because it is us through our own existence that makes it essential that we are showing up for ourselves, that we are actually in ourselves, that we inhabit our own self. And this is, this is kind of like the journey that we went through in this session with all the aspects that came up, the fears that we have, and the control mechanisms that we use to compensate or to cope with that, the lack of nurturing that we all feel very, very strong in this session. Now, not actually feeling any kind of, and for some of us, it, it, it's this feeling of home that we're lacking. For others, this feeling of actual safety, not feeling safe within myself, in my skin. And for others, it's really love, you know, like self-love that we're lacking. And we keep looking on the outside and keep thinking, why am I not getting what I want? And this is then where we get stuck because we don't realize that the very process of externalizing is looking for it on the outside is what makes us question ourselves because we can no longer be, we can no longer feel ourselves. We can't really feel safe anymore to be ourselves. We can't speak truth anymore because we no longer know what our truth is. We don't no longer know what our true needs are, what our true desires are. And that is how we get frustrated. That's how we get angry. That's how we then begin to blame. And, well, I guess I can speak for myself here. Blame ourselves. So I don't know if this is clear how this externalization and judgment and judging ourselves, how this is then part of this cycle. That's what we need to see. So when we connect with our true self, it's often what we see first and it doesn't feel comfortable because it just seems to exacerbate the problem. Okay. So the, the big sort of healing part here of the session was making a stance for yourself or, you know, just literally saying to yourself, okay, what do I have to lose? This question, what do I have to lose? If I actually do what feels right to me, if I didn't have all these fears, if I didn't need to control all this, if I was actually true to myself, what would I do? 
That's a question for you all. What would I do if I felt nurtured and safe? If I didn't have to judge myself, if I didn't have to sort of constantly stay on my toes and control my environment or you know, die trying more or less. What would I do if I didn't have all this heavy burden to carry? So in that session, from an energetic standpoint, was really deep recoding of why we're here, of what it means to be me, and what needs to be done in order to feel that. I mean, I can talk about this all day long. Until we have the inner experience of that, it's just blah, blah, or an idea, or ideology. So the way this felt for me, you can all chime in now. In the beginning, it felt like a huge burden. It was so heavy on the shoulders, on the neck, the throat. Um, it felt suffocating. But then at the same time, and this was the cool part of this healing energy that came in for us here for this group, there was also like an instantaneous grounding, almost like a reality check. It's like, okay, well, whether you like it or not, you're here now. You know, all places are here, all times are now. You're here now. Okay, so what are you going to do with this? And it felt really challenging in the beginning. And then right around the 15-minute mark, it started to become a little easier. We, we felt how this connection was such a big part of our longing. We really wanted that inner connection, but still didn't dare to. And then right around the half mark, um, it started to become possible for some of you. So the hardest part for most of you, and this is a very large group, so I, I, I'm speaking sort of statistically here, was to let go of expecting these things that you fundamentally need and want to come from the outside. And yes, Julianne, there was a very strong energy Julianne is sharing here in the chat. You can all do this. There was a very strong unification energy it wanted us to reunite with ourselves this isn't like some angel or whatever entity or whatever this is your own true self-guidance that is coming forward in those energy sessions especially this one where the invocation really just points at yourself you're not asking for anything on the outside all you're asking for is to actually feel yourself, to have that inner experience of yourself. And it, it immediately answered the call with, well, you're going to have to unify with all of that you are and let go of the judgment or let go of the fear of losing something that for the most part, we don't even feel we have. We're still looking for it. And that's what creates the conflicts in us. So inner unification is a very advanced energetic concept. Uh, it reminds us on this yin and yang. And I picked a um, picture 
that shows sort of what these energies during the session looked like, okay? So it's not just a visual, it's also feelings and thoughts and emotions and lots of other sensations. But the energy itself that worked through us looked something like that. With us being on the inside of it, these yellow and white, uh, for some of you it was purple, energies around you really pulling and pushing on your energy body. If you if you imagine the yin yang sign being your energy body, really pulling and pushing. And to break through this, to really go into this, okay, I am me. And yes, I have these dark and these light parts. Yes, I have masculine and feminine aspects. Yes, I have my mother and my father in me. Yes, I have my desires and my goals and I have my aspirations on one side and I have my my abilities and and uh, things that are holding me back such as fears and so forth making mistakes on the other side this is what inner unification means to not seek for the solution for it all but to remember that our true inner power really can only come out if we are present if we are present with all that we are and that's then when we can feel safe with ourselves again how did this feel for you guys this is sheila i'll, I'll go um <laughs> for me what you just said was um was really it, it really hit home in terms of how much um energy is spent avoiding the pains and acknowledging um, some of that rough stuff. And as much as I go, have gone through this, um, how many times that comes back to being what also limits me from feeling the rest of me too. And there was something that you just said about helping us um, be connected with ourselves fully if we're able to acknowledge both of those things. There's something that just really hit with that today um, that, that felt like what you're talking about all of encompassing all of that um even that rough stuff because that's what i spend a lot of time of wanting to avoid um <laughs> and probably a lot of people do but um you know it, but what i have discovered is then i'm also looking for well then why am i not happy if i'm avoiding these things that are unhappy then i should be more happy right and i'm not so it's because no, it makes it even harder right it creates yes. this constant wheel and it yes. and it dress you know, uh, to to withstand all this and to not look at it. I mean, it, uh, Sheila, on a practical level, how does this play out for you? Like, just make an example so that people can relate to that. Yeah, sure. Um, I think um, for me, it's, you know, if I spend, if I'm spending my time during the day, um, for example, um, not wanting to acknowledge the fact that I'm in a ratty mood and I really, so I fight really hard to say, well, I shouldn't be cranky. I shouldn't be crabby. I should be happy. And then I find that when I avoid even acknowledging that or addressing maybe why I might be upset or angry and, and dealing with that part, I spend my whole day upset. And then I'm mad at myself for being like having a bad day. And when in reality, if I've done the opposite and just went ahead and acknowledged or dealt with whatever was there, in the first place, um, 
then I actually have released that and I end up with my day is better. Um, but that seems to be pretty common, but I didn't, it just didn't ever hit me quite at the way that you explained it today in terms of, it seems like we should try to avoid bad things, right? <laughs> like in my <laughs> conscious mind, I'm thinking, avoid the bad. <laughs> Let's not deal with this rough stuff because if I cannot do that, wouldn't that be better? And, um, and actually that limits me from feeling all of me, which is to me like what you're describing with mm -hmm. the yin and yang part too, because it's the sun behind the clouds thing. It's all of those things are still there um, without avoiding them. Um, you know, you just reminded me of something, Sheila. Life is really counterintuitive, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. It's counterintuitive to to say, oh, let me see, let me look at all my dark stuff. Let me, you know, work with all this and, you know, why am I thinking? You know, it's so it's not quite true, though, but it feels that way for those of us who seek truth. Because there's a there's different layers, uh, so to speak, of us and the most fundamental, the the one that is the most uh, tied to our physiology. Um, and emotions are part of our physiology, all right? Not not our feelings, but our emotions. Um, that that's mostly regulated by ego. So ego is a is a part of all of our uh, human existence. Okay, that ensures that we keep going. Really, I mean, it it's just because otherwise, having a consciousness and experiencing adversities in life would drive us all into suicide, you know, probably already by the age of three, you know, when we try to talk and we can't express ourselves or when we uh, try to get something that we can't get, all right, if we, ha if we didn't have an ego and all the coping mechanisms that we develop based on our ego, we literally wouldn't survive our lives. The hard part is to recognize that that's just really a very fundamental function not to judge it it's not a bad function we all need our ego it's a, it's part of our survival instinct but it's not very sophisticated the ego really functions on the level of a three-year-old that's why so many of us when they begin to work with these ego coping these these ego aspects realize that it's it, it really acts like a child it's when we act childish when we act like oh no like denial right don't no no i didn't i i didn't do that he did that <laughs> you know or oh i should get the lollipop because that's my lollipop or no i'm faster i'm bigger i'm i knew it first okay these are all not very sophisticated functions that come out of our ego existence that we have to learn to differentiate when we begin to mature and we begin to experience life, we begin to see that, wait a minute, there's also a part in me that can not only observe this, but that can also literally witness all of this and recognize, for example, how we can get pulled into our ego. If we didn't have a higher consciousness, guys, we couldn't even realize that we had something like an ego. And as soon as that dawns on someone, it's like an awakening. As soon as we realize, like, wait a minute, there's, there's an ego and that ego makes me do stuff. 
and I can observe this. This is when we have to, this is when the mind comes in. This is when we have to learn to discipline the mind because it begins then to judge it. And that's the part here in us that has to do with conditioning, that has to do with beliefs, with, um, you know, these, these frames of reference that we use that are, you know, that come through society. Okay, we begin to compare with others. All right, and that's also then when entitlement or you know all these like injustice and all these things that that trigger our ego to go into you know more and harder and you know instead of actually allowing this natural evolution within to take place that is now coming in through awakening to our, our consciousness and shows us what it is that we need to overcome. So what is it that we need to overcome? Fears, control, anger. Not that there's anything wrong with feeling those, but there's something wrong with allowing it to dominate our life, to run our life. And the part in us that can see that and feel that is our consciousness. And so connecting with our true self ultimately is the process of well merging of unifying the ego and the consciousness because we can't live without the ego but we have to go farther we can't just stay stuck at a three-year-old stage and this is why life then maybe feels counterintuitive because the three-year-old says the three-year-old in us right says well but this is how it should be <laughs> Mama said, you know, and uh, I should get this and I want this. And if I don't get this, then I'm going to go against you. This is Becky. For me, um, that all came up. It was a lot of um, inner child stuff. Like, you know, I, I want this. So if I don't get it, then that means it's wrong. Or if it doesn't work out the way that I want it, then and something's wrong. Um, it's invalid. And um, this session kind of helped remind me that um, living life on life's terms instead of my terms um, is actually a lot more freeing because then it's just this um, continued like exhaustion and trying to hold on to what I want. And um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of what came up for me throughout the session. Yeah, did anybody else feel like that too? Well, I think the the fear of letting go for me is it's like ego on top of ego because it's not just the fear of letting go. It's my judgment of not because I wanted something, but it's that idea that I spent a lot of time wanting this <laughs> or pursuing <Yeah>. this ideal. <laughs> and so... Uh, you know, how do you let go of something that you, you know, it's like, um, it feels like some kind of self betrayal, like to let it go and just admit that, okay, it's time to just um, see something different, let go of this ideal, take a different, you know, route that this wasn't, you know, the way this was um, going to unfold the way that you had expected it to, right? So it's kind of like this, oh, man, you know, it's like, you know, you spend a lot of time making a mistake and you're real invested in it, right? So the ego says, um, 
it's like a double whammy to let it go. It's like one of those how we can like um, add judgment to our judgment and ego to our ego. And it gets so multi-layered that unless you just release it and agree to take it to a new future, you know, you could get caught up in that circle. That's a really important keyword here, Amanda, the new future, because that's then ultimately the medicine, okay? This is the medicine that came in for you guys on whatever level, you know, to to just recognize this and to say, okay, I like what you said, Becky, to live life's, life on life's terms, but that doesn't mean that it has to be shitty, okay? It means that we just have to let go of all these expectations that, you know, we, we're supposed to get love from the outside, we're supposed to get um, validation from the outside, we're supposed to get justice from the outside, but that we actually are the ones that have the authority to step into ourselves and say, well, you know what, I'm giving that to myself, I am choosing to be me, and I am choosing to basically live my life how I want to live it. The only question here is if there is these unprocessed ego parts in me that can control that. So if it's all just about the lollipop or all just about being right or all just about being easy or all just about being perfect, then it's not really the true me that is creating the terms. Those are terms that that are somehow, and I say somehow because it's, very individual for each and every one of us, um, imposed upon us from the outside. And for as long as we are looking on the outside, we will never find it. So we have to, at some point in our life, come to this place where we say, okay, I choose this now. I choose to live as myself. And I don't care. I mean, I do care but I don't make this my prerogative, how other people see me. I need to learn, and for many of us, it's really a learning process, a relearning process, to see the world from within myself and not from the outside in, but from inside out. And I am starting a new future. I'm focusing on rebuilding this. If we find ourselves in this rock bottom place, this ground zero place where everything that we've tried didn't work all right and it just seems so arduous or like Sheila like you shared earlier it's just so stressful all the time you know to resist all the you know the stuff that comes in the darkness that we feel within the darkness that that we feel on the outside all right then this is a place of rock bottom or some you know sometimes it feels like a dark night of the soul but that's the place where we can do a reset Okay, this is where we have to ask ourselves, well, okay, if all this was an illusion, okay, if all this goes to down the drainer, okay, I'm still here. I still exist. That's an opportunity for me. It's an opportunity to rebuild, to focus on how I want it bit by bit. And it might just start out in a way that you know, unexpected, but through feeling a true connection within. And this is not new, but you know this, or have heard this many times, that it sometimes takes that kind of experience. 
that dark night of the soul this like sort of uh, all the illusions and 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 constructs of our ego need to fall away for us to realize who we are and then we have to learn to well basically perform in that way like we have to relearn how to be ourselves how to speak truth and how to manifest that and this is on a deeper level the medicine of this session okay it brought in this i, I want to call it courage to be me it's a it's a choice that we feel in that moment even if it's based on rock bottom and we have sort of lost all control and we feel angry or we feel fearful but we still are us and that's then sort of what can help us to unify again to recognize what our own essence is i know that for most of you guys this um this unification is too much of a concept or too much of an abstract concept all right but uh, like you guys articulated this here it's really stopping we you know we, we need to stop to resist all these parts in us that we feel are unlovable or that are not good enough we don't have to be perfect we just have to stop resisting and that's when we begin to feel something happening on the inside and energetically this looks like a fusion that happens inside a person so obviously you know the, the energetic processes they need to be trained okay how we can induce this how we can find back you know in in in, in moments where we feel very fragmented but um, cheryl you mentioned this at the very beginning we can always start with shifting the perspective just simply letting go of the viewpoint and the viewpoint for those of you who have practiced in in shifting perspective is often the one that got, got us into trouble in the first place it's the judgment that comes with that viewpoint and so inner fusion really means giving up on this inner duality and no longer needing to judge and just recognizing that due to the fact that we exist we also have the power to be and to manifest who we want to be it's just that we need to let go of all the things that we're not and that's the uh, how we got to this uh, place earlier when we said life feels counterintuitive what are your thoughts on this sort of perspective learning to be true to oneself by simply giving up the judgment about who we are and what we are what were some of the main sensations um things in your body uh did you feel things happening during the session within yourself you know for me uh all afternoon before the session i was feeling nausea and heat like like i was on fire on the inside and um the nausea didn't go away till the session was over so that 
that's always indicative of energy speeding up or stuff clearing for me. Um, and to add to what I'd said to you half an hour ago, there's now two big owls in that tree staring back at me. So <laughs> another perspective. It is just really cool. Anyway, I want to thank you and, and everyone that's on on this call and in the session for this. Um, it continuously reminds me that even when I think, my mind thinks, my ego thinks that something's wrong, it's not wrong. It's just an opportunity. And and that's what the what doesn't feel wonderful is to me these days. It's an opportunity. I can see it clear. It doesn't always make it easy to get through it because there's you know, some story attached sometimes, but um, we all have um, the ability to see things from a different perspective or two different perspectives, depends how many owls are watching. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, there's, there's a saying, and this uh, works for most people, um, you know, the duality in us, okay, the the good and the bad or the masculine and feminine, the, uh, you know, whatever you want to call this, but the, the, this uh, this uh, split inside ourselves that we all have can always see two options. It's easy to see two options. Do you know what these two options are? All or nothing. <laughs> you know, hoorah and oh my God, or oh yay, I've got it made and oh my God, I'm such a loser. Okay, these two options are always there. That is the perspective of the ego. The ego is the, the, the mouthpiece of our inner duality. And it can only see these two options. Dark, light, you know, good, bad, black or white, you know, demon or angel. But our consciousness allows us to see a third option. And that third option is the middle. And in that center, between those two extremes, we find what this session was really about, non-judgment. That is the minimum of options that you should be able to see. Whatever your situation in life is, you should always see, I mean, good and bad, you will always automatically see that. But there should always be a third option, at least a third option. And anyone who does that, who trains him or herself to see at least one third option, then begins to realize that as soon as they let go of the all or nothing, that there's not just a third option, there's also a fourth or a fifth or a sixth. As soon as we let go of judging what it is that we are experiencing, what we are seeing about ourselves, we begin to see that we have a choice. All or nothing is an illusion. All or nothing is basically reducing our existence to life or death. And as we all know, that is not why we're here, that our life isn't binary. Our life isn't about perfect or 
you know, total loser. This isn't about success or failure. This isn't about becoming the white knight in shiny armor. It's about maturing. It's about growing into our own consciousness and recognizing that the more we mature into our own consciousness, the more options we have, the more choices we have. And this is the most fundamental power that we all have. And that is free will, the power to choose. And when we are stuck in our ego, we cannot feel that power. We feel powerless. If the only options we can see is all or nothing, life or death, then we are lost. And that's something that we need to train. That's something, I guess uh, the word discipline here comes in. I don't mean it in that uh, way, but it's a, it's a daily sort of self-reflection routine that we need to develop. And that's why mindfulness and meditation are generally recommended for this. We need to be willing to take this time in our day to just stand still in the center of our center because there we can let go of all these layers of duality of all these blacks and whites of the day all the judgments about ourselves the good and the bad and we can begin to see that there's more and that then fills us up with ourselves so i know that this is a rather complex subject that we talked about here today but uh, i think we would all agree that now more than ever where the outside the collective the you know what we are experiencing here outside of us is no longer suitable for us to rely on for us to seek answers we have to we're forced to go within and recognize what our true power is. And it comes not through our ego, it comes through our consciousness. And our consciousness is what allows us to change perspective, to let go of judgment, and to recognize that we actually have a choice. Now that said, I don't mean that it's our own fault, you know, for whatever we manifest, because it often really isn't. But when we are caught in our own duality slash ego, right, then we cannot see that we have an option. And that's when we are lost. So we need to be good or become good at recognizing when we are caught in that state, in that sort of three-year-old state, and choose to see the world with more open, with more grown-up eyes. And then focus on our choices, what we can do to rebuild this, what we can do to start a new future now. We don't have to wait for anything on the outside to change. Then we are dependent again, then we make ourselves dependent on that again and, and run into our own duality again. Yeah, like a shell cracking open, Julianne is sharing here in the in the chat. Yeah, there's a breakthrough energy with this. So with this, guys, I would like to close. 
I want to thank you all for coming, for taking this time, for sharing. You can um, inquire about your personal energies in the forum. So we have a forum for every energy session. I was in your instructions and you can receive the recording of this to self-talk again with the forum link. And uh, you can ask about your own energies and I'll reflect there. I've uh, did an energy reading on all of you. And um, if you want to learn how to you know, really get into the routine of, of this sort of resetting yourself at least once a day, then maybe take opportunity of our daily sacred self. That's these online meditations that we offer there for the public. Anybody can come. They're on Skype, not on Zoom, uh, just on Skype, and they're open for anyone. And it's uh, with meditating and sharing and discussing the things that come up every day thank you so much thank you to all the co-facilitators here cheryl and sheila and becky and amanda uh, for sharing for helping everybody along here with these experiences and um yeah for showing up for another for giving back the kind of support that we received at some point of our journey Thank you, everybody. See you soon.